All right, welcome back. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. Got someone here tonight you've all been wanting to hear from again. It's been since the since before the election, since we last heard from him. And I'm sure he has a lot to talk about, bring us up to speed with his map and predictions come true, predictions not come true. My guest tonight, he is joining me for the fourth time. And uh, I think tonight we're going to just talk about life and what's been going on and uh, post-election uh, thoughts and where things may go from here. So uh, our, tonight is the Great Awakening map creator, Champ Perina, and it is the quintessential red pill navigational chart for escaping the matrix and returning to the source. Each day, maps continually ship around the world to awaken countless new minds in every country. All right. And uh, recently, though, it's been hard finding you. I've been looking really hard doing, uh, trying to catch up on things, see if you put in new content, content out today. And uh, it's very hard to find your website. So how are you doing, Champ? Hey, Float. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for having me back. Oh, it's fantastic. I've been uh, just yeah, chomping at a bit to just get your reaction on the election, the storming the Capitol, and everything else that's gone on since we last talked. What have you, I mean, I know a big part of your poster, uh, for those that have never heard us talk before, there's three great episodes that you should listen to that have so much information to take in, especially in regards to what Champ does. He, he, may, he has basically a mega meme uh, poster of everything that can bring you into awakening. Uh, I'll let him talk about that if he wants to, but yeah, how, so, we were thinking Trump would win. We were hoping Trump would win. What do you think uh, now that we've had all these things happen? It's been so long since I created my last podcast, which was in September. And I was meaning to make another podcast uh, at the time of the election. And I think the events of the election threw everybody off, including the most seasoned researcher. But in saying that, I think that we were expecting a little bit too much from how we wanted everything to unfold. And the thing that really sticks in my mind is that strange book from the 1800s or 1900s called Baron's Marvelous Underground Adventure, or something like that. And it talks about the last president and that being Trump, because there are so many references in that book to Trump. I think that's actually that's, the, that's, 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 always, that's the second book. There's two books in that series. It's the, the first one is The yeah. Marvelous Time Traveling Adventure, and then the second one is called 1900 or The Last President. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we, we briefly talked about this together on one of the podcasts. But that book was just so amazing. And so The Last President always stuck in my mind as this title for Trump. So somehow there's going to be this new transition of power to the people who are the people who have voted for him because essentially we've won the election but it's sort of like in this limbo state right now where the military is planning its next move and biden believes he's president as well as all the other people who believe the mainstream media and it's just a matter of continuing to keep doing our research because there's so many different stories floating about right now and they should be. And if this is the time to go crazy with conspiracy truths, then this is the time. I think everything should be laid out on the table, no matter how crazy and how bizarre um, 
the truth could be. So I think everybody needs to do their best research because everybody is learning new things about um, the government and learning new things about whistleblowers that we have never heard before. And Sidney Powell and Linwood are continuing to give us really, really juicy uh, intel. Well, see, that was the thing. That was the that, that was totally my build. There was like this giant buildup right to the inauguration, and Linwood was part one of those cast of characters, which I, I, I still believe him. I'm, and that's the thing. I haven't given up on any of these beliefs. I've, 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 I believe them more now he, he, since all these things have happened. But Lynn Wood was going crazy there. And he was dropping all these things that I already knew, but he was dropping it in such a way that it was talking about the trafficking, the adrenochrome, all these things, all these uh, human uh, crimes, uh, crimes against humanity are going to be brought out and shown. And nothing ever happened. It was a big nothing burger. In terms of the mainstream, right, checking this movement out, looking from the sidelines and saying, okay, well, the mainstream media says it's this, and then these kooks over here say it's this, and nothing's happened. So it's like my big thing over the past few months, and I don't know if this, if this has happened to you, I've lost a lot of friends, and I, I've actually, I couldn't find it uh, again looking for, or in regards to doing research for this interview, but I come across a post in a, in a in a, in a message group that was against Q and making fun of Q. And I follow groups like that because I get a lot of good intel actually from that because they'll make fun of something that's really ridiculous. And I'm like, well, actually, no, that's, uh, I believe in that. But that's another story. So I'm in, so I'm in this group and uh, one day I, and your, your poster pops up and they're just, they're going at it hard, just making fun of it. How do you, how have you survived uh, taking this much egg on the face? And I, and I know, maybe you're like me, you know, it's not over, right? I, I truly believe that the Q plan has, is still being executed and nothing uh, in terms of optics. Yeah. It looks like it's, it's a done movement, but how have you held it together? Do you still believe in Q? How do you deal with people who criticize the poster now that a lot of things have happened over the past few months? Oh yeah, definitely. There has been numerous people who have um, created YouTube videos trying to analyze the Great Awakening map, but analyzing it in a way where their view of reality is very limited. So those kind of people, I, I just smile. And I remember my journey where I was at their point in space and time. And I just know that they just need a little bit more of a nudge, a little bit more nudge forward. They're going to start to see the big picture. But there have been also countless people around the world every day who have told me how much the map has changed their lives. And for all the people who criticize the map, I just smile at them because there's so many things on the map that can lead you to enlightenment. And they just have to swim through all the darkness and all the sticky icky to get out of the swamp. And if they are able to pull themselves out due to their karma and their good deeds, then they have the potential of liberating themselves from all suffering and also helping all other beings. And I think that everybody is on this spiritual journey to find a better version of themselves. And whether they are searching through Great Awakening Map or combing through forums about Q, everybody is looking for something to make them happier they're missing something in life that they have to keep searching through these dark swamps of information on the internet to find something that's going to take them out of their predicament of their life. So I think that 
everybody is allowed to criticize anything they want. But at the end of the day, what are you really looking for? What are you trying to do with your life? What are you trying to do to help others um, attain, you know, a better state of being? So yeah. world peace, world peace, that's the end game. And whatever it takes to get there, you know, this is all part of it. I've already set sailed and, um, you know, I'm on my journey and anybody else who wants to be on the journey, just come along. Yeah, totally. So my, the way I reconcile is a few, I have a few ways of reconciling these things when people pile on, because people have been piling on. I had like a whole group of friends that I think just completely disowned me and blocked me and got rid of, <laughs> I'm serious. And so, you know, not only, not only do you get blocked from the big companies, but your friends also disown you and block you. So the way I deal with it is this though. I've been in this stuff for it's like 20 years researching all these things. So when all these things came around, it was no big surprise to me. I was actually thrilled like, oh, maybe there's some resolution here. So I reconcile by, I, I, I'm gonna let somebody that doesn't know jack shit about this stuff tell me how it's gonna be. You know, that's really how I reconcile it. I'm like, I look at these people who, who pile on, I'm like, okay, that's great, I get it. You're brainwashed by the media. You, you truly believe the media's got the best interest in heart for you. And I get it, I look like a crazy person at this, at this point. I've made some bold predictions and a lot, of, a lot of them have not come true or they have come true in not the way I expected. So I've, that's how I reconcile mainly is to know that uh, I, I'm taking, I'm hearing criticism from people that are brainwashed and don't know anything about really, uh, they, they, oh, they hear about Q and it's like, oh, well, it's whatever the mainstream media is gonna tell them Q is. They don't do any deep dives. Uh, they don't have enough non-judgment to deal with the material because that's another thing it takes. I think it takes a, a, a big space of non-judgment to take all these things in and to kind of hold these in your mind and heart and not let them corrupt you or stress you out or make you lose st uh, sleep uh, because a lot of these things are very, very heavy uh, topics. So yeah, I, I, just, I was curious because I know you're way out there in this movement too. I mean, you're, you're, this poster, it, it, it can take you from darkness to enlightenment in one lifetime. That's the claim here. I saw exactly. So, and I, and I believe it. There's so many things. There's so many things on this map. And by the way, people that are just listening to these, uh, to this podcast, we talk about this map, especially the first podcast we did. Uh, that's the most listened to podcast of this podcast, which is the first episode we did together. And we really went through a lot of the big topics on the program. And another one I get a lot of bullshit about is the secret space program. And I, I can believe in the secret space program because I, I have a really big chunk of money called, what is it, like $20 trillion at this point? Where did, where did that money go? Now, I, a lot of people criticize my belief in the secret space program because I believe in the whistleblowers, right? Corey Good and uh, Wilcox and Jordan Sather. And it's like, a lot of people are like, man, how do you believe in people that basically they just have, they remember their dreams or they remember these things that happen. They have regressions. They remember these things. Like that's, that's the standard that you're, you're believing these things. And, I, and so I'm always, I'm still skeptical of the secret space program stuff. It's like, it's such a massive thing. It's like, how can they keep it secret? But at the same time, there's all these big clues out there, like the trillions of dollars that have gone missing to be like, okay, well, maybe there's, you know, some truth to this. So that's been hard for me too. It's like, I, I, I and, and another thing, I've been really big into the Majestic 12 stuff. I don't know if you ever got in, knew about this, but there was a, an account on Twitter and it was uh, basically claiming to be Majestic 12, uh, somebody in Majestic 12. Uh, it would kind of like cue seeding information to the public. Are you aware of that at all? There's a lot of those type of accounts 
that I follow as well. And I do know the one that you're talking about. There's also another one called Ron Jedi 72. And these accounts, I think, are actual whistleblowers who are seeding knowledge, putting out like really bizarre and amazing footage of UFOs. And I think, I think they're just testing to see what happens if uh, stuff like this is released. And I don't think a lot of things are changing when they uh, release these kinds of information because nobody really believes it. It's just so far out there. People aren't even ready to take that red pill, even though you and I have been in the secret space program for so many years researching this. It's, it's like, it's like nothing to me. It's, it's just so normal, but it's been one of my favorite topics since I was awakening maybe 12, 14 years ago. And the secret space program was one of the first things that I uh, awake, awakened to. And that happened to be with learning about the structures on the moon and Mars. And for me, it's been such a long journey researching hundreds of people who have talked about the secret space program. And you don't really cling on to any of the researchers or otherwise when people talk down on them, you're gonna get your ego hurt. So what you do is just build this huge database of, of whistleblowers and researchers and you just look at the whole big picture that they're building and you're gonna have connections between you know, the best researchers. And that's how you build the, the picture of the secret space program. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's always been, it's always been one of the most fascinating areas of the map because the implications of the truths of the secret space program are amazing because we are in contact with extraterrestrials from across the galaxy. And they are all here waiting to help humanity become a 5d civilization. And it's all based on whether or not, people wake up to the political aspects of our world, the Q aspects, the 17, the Trump, everything that's going on politically, if we can wake up to those things and fix them ourselves, arrest the bad people, get rid of all the, the swampies, swampiness, then the ETs will come. Then they're gonna release the free energy technologies that these secret space programs have been hiding from humanity for generations. So everything is connected and it's always an ET factor at the very top of the pyramid. And if people aren't ready for that, then they're just going to be stuck in this won't be political information. Oh, that's the thing. People just want something they can, they can touch and feel and quantify and, 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 you know, say, Oh, this is real hard evidence here. And it's just, I listen, it, it seems like a lot of the secret space program stuff hinges on Corey good. And if you believe him or not, that's, if you, that's basically if you take that, a lot of that stuff as truth or not, because he seems to be the epicenter of a lot of those things and Wilcox too. And I, and I listen, I love Wilcox, but he's, he's, I watch him on YouTube and he's about 50% wrong. And, and I get it. Like I, I'll tell, I tell people all the time, like, look, if, if Q and these Intel drops, if we could figure it out, if I could figure it out, if, if my, if me sitting here stoned can figure these things out, you don't think some deep state supercomputer can figure these things out. So no, they're not going to be giving you the Intel that you could actually, that, that the enemy could actually use. They'd never do that. So it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in full belief right now that Biden is, uh, a shadow president that is not a, a, a officially elected. What did you think of the inauguration? Did you notice any irregularities? What did you think about that, that day? Uh, that day was so bizarre because I'm living in Thailand right now and nobody has any idea what's going on. And when I went on Telegram that night, I started to see all of the amazing irregularities of the, the filmic quality 
of the inauguration, such as it being filmed on the set of Castle Rock, I think, is what people were calling it. So yeah, Ca Castle Rock Entertainment is the studio that, that houses this set. Exactly. And I was just so blown away at all of that um, information that was coming out. And I was going to ask you about it, actually, because uh, since that day, the week of the inauguration, I just said, you know, I'm just going to turn everything off. And it's been like three or four weeks now. I've totally tuned out to everything going on on Telegram, on Twitter, on Gab, because I just couldn't handle all of the, the craziness. And I figured for myself, this is just the intermission of the show. I'm just going to sit back for a few weeks and just focus on my, my inner peace and my Dzogchen meditation practice. I'm living in meditation retreat again. So I literally tuned out for four weeks. That's why I was really surprised that you wanted to talk to me and ask me about current events because I would just tell people to hang out on Telegram and uh, follow people like uh, Project Camelot, Linwood, Sidney Powell, and a whole bunch of other patriots. I mean, they're on there. Well, people want to so, know. People want to know your take on these things because you're you're a big part of this, uh, whether you like it or not. You're a big part of this movement with your map, and a big part of your map are including a lot of things that people think are dead in the water now, like Q. And I and that's the main the main thing is I have to. I'm really having a. Uh, pull magic out of my head every day with Q and, and luckily I've got great sources of information like X22 stills out there putting out stuff. And there, there's a ton of Patriots on Gab that are still under new names. Like there, there was a bunch of Patriots that disappeared or got you know, like you. I mean, what, what platforms are you currently on? So I know you're still on Instagram. I know maybe you got, you got, you got nuked on Twitter, didn't you? I still follow all of the 17 uh, movement and, it's still with me every day, you know. I, I don't feel that there's anything that was lost. I feel that everything is still going in full motion, just like we're watching a movie. And I really had a lot of calm over the past few weeks since the inauguration. So I think that we need to just keep uh, going on as if we were doing during the past four years. That, that's what I'm going to keep doing. And, and here's, here's a good analogy that I, I, I didn't come across. This kind of intuitively came to me the other day. But Q talks about we're, we're watching a movie and we see lots of things. I've talked about this a lot in my podcast previously about, you know, the Castle Rock set. And that's a Q post. Q talks about Castle Rock. Um, the lighting, uh, the, the day of the inauguration just didn't look right. The, the, the actual daytime lighting. Uh, and Q always talks about us, you know, watching a movie. And so the, the analogy that came to me was a very interesting one. And Star Wars, right? The whole trilogy of Star Wars, the original trilogy. And so... Trump's first four years was, uh, you know, a new hope, right? Trump, the awakening, uh, all these people, the Patriots, the White Hats, this is a new hope. And Trump, you know, just to, he's just as the figurehead of the movement is Luke Skywalker. And the whole point of uh, that movie is not taking down the empire, but stopping the super weapons, stopping, uh, which in this case would have been World War III with the 16-year plan to destroy America. So if Trump didn't get elected, if Hillary would have won, you would have had the Death Star and, you know, they wouldn't have taken down the Death Star, which was Hillary <laughs> get, getting in the office. So seriously, and starting World War Three, because the whole point yeah. is the yeah. whole point is to bring the U.S. into a war with China that they lose. So then the United Nations can take away our Constitution and then dissolve us further into the New World Order. So, OK, so right now 
we took out, we took down the Death Star. We blew it up. Uh, Trump's presidency really undid a lot of things and exposed so many things to the public that there's no way to put the Awakening back in the box. It's just out now. Now, unfortunately, uh, because of optics that were necessary and to whatever the plan is, we don't know. Uh, right now, the, it looks like the empire is striking back big time. Like, you know, we're, we're, we, we've gotten off Hoth now. We're scrambled. You know, they, they blew us up. Uh, they, they deleted our accounts. They separated us, right? We're, we're spread out across the, the galaxy. And uh, they're kicking our ass. And it looks bad. And, and, and Q even talks about a scare event. And I don't even think we've reached the scare event that he's talked about. Uh, so moving forward with this analogy, okay, uh, the next movie, uh, don't worry, is The uh, Return of the Jedi. So don't worry, I think Trump will, is going to come back as Luke Skywalker and you're going to defeat the Empire, and which is the deep state, because otherwise we cannot have disclosure. And I am convinced, as much as I am still convinced about Q, and even though the optics are bad publicly with Q right now, Disclosure, I think, has never been better. So how are you feeling about disclosure lately? <laughs> I love this Star Wars analogy because that's exactly how I feel right now. You know, my, my Twitter is gone. My Squarespace website is gone. Uh, Gab, I mean, my parlor has been gone with, along with hundreds of other people. Um, my secret Instagram accounts are gone. So my website being down was, was my you know, was my Alderaan when the Death Star destroyed. Yeah. Um, so the website being down, greatawakeningmap.co, uh, there's, I get a million views on that website, you know, every, every month or something. So that's a lot of people around the world who are looking for the map, who are trying to purchase posters and t-shirts and, and support me and my lifestyle. So I had to rebuild a backup account a backup website that took me, you know, this entire month I've been working on building a new website across different platforms. And um, it's been really tough. It's a, it's a lot of work because so much information was on that website. And I know. so many people from around the world worked on translations of the website. There were over 16 languages that were but translated by- You lost experts. the data? Um, all of it is gone. They deleted everything. And all wow. they gave me was a three-day warning, and then they wouldn't talk to me. Nobody on the staff at Squarespace was was polite about it at all. Wow, fuck Squarespace! And um, wow. it is it is the saddest moment for artists and designers around the world, for any type of company to just censor something based on a whim. I mean, what they're censoring me on is not even true. I mean. They think that my website is promoting violence, which is the farthest thing from the truth because, you know, we are peace-loving people and I'm just a little Buddhist yogi trying to help spread peace to all beings. And it's, it's just like, how can they censor people for selling art? It doesn't make any sense. Um, there's those, so much Those are the most more. dangerous people. Those are the most dangerous people, the artists. Of course, the artists, of course, yeah. But Squarespace is known for promoting art and design. And it's just, it's, it, there has to be somebody on the inside at these places who have been trained in, um, in you know, the people who follow the 17 movement. There's no other way. They have, there has to be somebody who understands what it is. And they're looking for, um, they're combing through pages with an AI bot, finding keywords. And then they just flag these 
websites or blacklist them. So anyways, yeah. uh, that's one thing that I've been struggling with this month is trying to build a new website. So um, for everybody who's been asking me from around the world, the website is uh, on a backup right now, and that's arthouse5d.co. They can still buy posters, but they won't be able to access any of the files, any of the downloads. Uh, there's no t-shirts available right now, but um, just hang on maybe this week or this month. I'll have a new website up where they can access everything as once before. So hang tight. Yeah, um, that was the thing. The time for, uh, this is the time for the Jedi to, to train. And just like myself, I went into training and I went back into my meditation retreat house for, you know, three or four months now. I've been here. Speaking to you in English feels so weird because I've been sitting in silence for so long. And... Um, so this is the time for me to go to Dagobah and train with Yoda. And hopefully we will all be back to uh, defeat the Empire in the next few months. Well, that's the thing. We've only got, uh, well, I mean, I've heard people say all the way up to next November. The current timetable I'm on and the turn and, and when where I've gotten people pumped up again is March 5th. This is when Vegas is paying out their bets finally. Vegas has not paid out. Uh, at any point, it is held strong. And so the theory, I don't know if you follow this theory, but the old eight, the 1871 corporation theory that Trump uh, is going to establish a new government and maybe be the 19th president, whereas in 1871, we became a corporation. And from that point on, those presidents were not like the old presidents, but part of the part of the president of the corporation, which are basically the corporation is, uh, you know, the federal, the central banking system, and you know, foreign entities, and probably Illuminati's and Rothschilds and whoever else and Soros, blah blah blah. But uh, so with this, I love this theory. Well, the, well and yeah. Even so the, Wood was pitching it too as well. Well, well to finish it off, um, so basically, before this corporation. You were, you were inaugurated on, I think it's the March the 3rd or the 4th. This is why Vegas is paying out the 5th. They, they think that if this is going to be it, this is like the line in the sand here where if Biden's still in office, you might as well just consider him the president for the next four years. That's what Vegas is saying. Now, I, now we know, obviously, that uh, – and here's the problem with March 5th for me now is, okay, it's just like the 6th. It's just like the 20th. It's another day where the deep state – can plan and do something and okay, there's something might happen here, but it's really, hopefully it's the run up to the fifth, right? It's, and, and, and we were really hoping, and I, I guess you didn't watch any the impeachment, impeachment stuff, but it was just uh, lies and fraud and, and people just literally making up stuff to go against Trump in a, in a, in a, in a, in a kangaroo court essentially. So did you watch any of that? Did you, did you or are you stuck in a cave meditating? <laughs> I, I, very, very briefly went through Telegram, but uh, I kind of got the gist of it. Yeah, and so the, the hope there was that they, they had opened the door for Trump to introduce evidence, and they had all these people lined up uh, to talk and, and to give evidence and talk about election fraud. But I guess somebody in the deep state got wise and said, no, 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 we can't do that. So this is why you didn't get much out of that impeachment. Uh, I mean, you got a lot, actually. You saw how they were just straight up liars and uh, just forgerers and it was a mess so 
it it, it didn't give me what I wanted in terms of exposing more of the deep state or because the, here's the thing. I don't know if you really follow these cases at all, but the evidence has never actually been heard in a court. The courts have always shot these uh, election cases down on standing or whatever else reason, but they've never actually heard the evidence. And so the Supreme Court is actually, I think, the 19th going to start hearing some of these cases. So there are still lots of balls in play right now where there's a possibility that things could happen. And I mean, I don't know what you believe with the, the cage that's around Washington. I don't know if you think that the deep state has put that there to protect themselves from the people. Uh, also, what are your thoughts on the march on, on the uh, Capitol there on the 6th? My thoughts is you had a mix of Antifa and, uh, you know, like the Soros army that were the agent provocateurs dressed as Trump supporters mixed in with uh, useful idiot Trump supporters who were well-meaning, but like I said, useful idiots. And then you had a few operators in there from the CIA. You had a few clowns, I think, as well. I think the main uh, horn guy was a clown. What do you think about uh, August, or not August 6th, January 6th? What do you think about that? Yeah, everything that you said, I was following. But then when I saw the video of the horn guy with Austin Steinbart, that kind of threw everything off for me because now everybody who was a supporter of Austin versus a supporter of the the horn guy, everybody was kind of thrown off. Like, who's actually doing what and for what reason? So I'm still kind of like neutral on that whole situation. Well, that's why um, I think everybody thinks Austin's a clown. So that's why I I think. uh, Yeah, I know that. So that's why I'm just waiting until March 4. I'm like, I'm just sitting back and I'm just going to say, hey, <laughs> I'm just going to watch the movie. That's all I can do. That's right. Enjoy. Really, well, that's it too. That's really all you can do. Say anything else. Yeah. Just enjoy the show. Because there's just so much going on right now. And the best thing is just to sit back and watch the show until March 4. Everybody's going to see the show on March 4. And that's going to be the time where we can start to make big decisions on how to go forward. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been, and the other thing, yeah, there's everything's being exposed right now. Like the wall streets, wall, uh, wall streets, a giant scam that's controlled. That's been exposed. Did you, did you make any money on GameStop or did you participate in that at all? I own a lot of crypto. So I, I was uh, holding my, my crypto for like, like seven or eight years. I never even went into my account. So when I tried to log into my account this week, I had to like break through these passcode tests and like I didn't have my old phone that was trying to do the, the one, you know, the password, they send the password to the phone, but it was like an old phone I used to have in Los Angeles. So I had to like go through so much work to try to like get into my, my two accounts just to see how much crypto I had. And then when I got into these accounts, I finally was like, okay, what am I going to do? Am I going to buy any or am I just going to hold still? So I ended up just holding. I didn't buy any, I didn't trade any, I didn't sell anything. But uh, I didn't buy any GameStop. I didn't do anything with uh, with that side of the stock market. But I just was watching the crypto. I wanted to buy Dogecoin, but I didn't get on it soon enough after Elon Musk made that tweet. Yeah. If same. I had if I had bought something of Dogecoin, at least like a thousand dollars of it, I would have been a millionaire right now. That's crazy to think I know. about. I thought it's about bizarre. that. Years ago when that coin came out, I said, I should just buy $500 worth of this uh, stuff. I always loved Dogecoin and I always was like, you know what, when I have the time, I'm going to buy it. But 
for some reason, it was so difficult to get into my crypto portfolio because I just never went into it um, often. So uh, I just I just held it for years. I didn't go into it, but I should have. I wasn't fast enough because I don't follow uh, Elon on Twitter. So by the time that tweet got out, it was like three days until I realized I should have bought that coin. And then it was up like 700%. That's crazy, bro. Think about it. I know. Like, you could have been an instant millionaire, not even like a millionaire, like 10, 20 million, 40 million, something like that. Well, like, like I said on my podcast, I sat there stoned and thinking, oh, well, if I would have just spent that on uh, stocks <laughs> instead of weed, I'd be, it'd be a different story right now, but oh, well. Yeah, that's Dogecoin is crazy. But if anybody is into crypto, you know, now's the time to, to watch what's going on. It's really exciting. Or just hold and just don't do anything at all with your portfolio. Just, just keep it like I have been doing and I, yeah. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. Diamond hands. Uh, I learned that term the past few weeks. Hold, I guess when you have a, and you're holding your investment or whatever, I don't know. But yeah, just don't touch it. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of diamond hands and diamonds and holograms and all fun stuff, I was actually, again, looking for your website today and I, I came across something I didn't know you sold, but I'm like, Ooh, I got to have one of those. The great awakening map hologram throw blanket. Do you, do you have one of those yourself? Have you printed one and, and do you own one? I don't own one, but so many people have taken YouTube videos and photos of it. And is, I, I didn't expect that to be one of the best sellers. I really thought it would be something like, you know, on the bottom layers of the page. And, but people really like that. I don't understand why they like it, but I think they well, like it because it's really big. It's like 60 inches by 50 inches. No, that's exactly why. Can, um, it's a giant I, version I don't know of it. What, sleep with it or they, they hang it up on the wall or something. But uh, it's, it's a really conversation popular. piece. Well, that, that's it. You need a tapestry. You, you need like a throw or whatever. You know, like the, you know, you, you, need, you need to print one of those. Oh, yeah. They used to have towels that people could use as like table, uh, table spreads, but they discontinued the towels. So I wasn't able to print those. But the, the throw blanket came out and I plan to make some other uh, things themed with the blanket because I, I just realized there's so many things you can make with that 50 by 60 size that that is better than a poster. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. Have you made any additions to the posters? Oh, actually, one thing I want to go back. So all those translations of the poster that which were awesome, you lost all of those? I have the files, but okay. they were taken offline. So gotcha. you cannot access them online anywhere. Um, and people are always telling me to make a Telegram group, but this is such a difficult thing to use. And um, I, I don't agree. really understand how to use Telegram anyways. Same. So right now I'm just, uh, I just wanted to talk to you about like floating because before you, t before you messaged me, you said you were going to jump into the float tank. And I was just like, that's so amazing that he, he can just jump into the float tank every day. And he's just like this one layer, one inch away from death. It's like, it's like you are like in a near death experience. Every day, every time you get into that. Oh tank. God, that's been the and whole thing, like, dude. Death, death. Yeah, death. yeah. Go ahead. It's like uh, I wanted to ask you, like, how do you, how do you feel about being so close to death every day, or is it something that you you merely uh, embrace, or is it something that you don't even think about anymore? Oh, uh, I constantly think about death. Constantly, I'm at peace with my own death. I I'll, I constantly worry about 
when other people around me reach that nexus point and they don't know what to do or they're suffering or they're sad or I have to be there or I have to watch my parents die. I haven't, you know, they're still with me, thank God. But um, I've had people go in my life and pass away that were unexpected. Uh, but doing psychedelics all the time, floating, you're right. When you float, and here's another thing I've realized about marijuana, smoking marijuana. Do you smoke weed? I used to, but yeah. not ever since I came to Thailand. There's something about that that when you're a new smoker can make you paranoid and, and, and obviously be in that death think, you know, Oh, I'm going to die. I'm a human, blah, blah. You can have all these thoughts and you know, I'm and a lot of them are death, but then you're a chronic smoker like me. And my, my, my death experience is more about me choking to death all the time. Like when I'm, when I'm smoking and I'm coughing and I'm, I feel like I'm right on the edge of death a lot of times when my throat is locked up and I'm coughing and I'm having this trip in my head of, you know, the marijuana hitting my bloodstream and, there's something about that space which is very close to death as well i've realized because i'm like why do i like doing this because i'm at a point where i don't get super stoned i don't get giggly i don't you know it's just base get to baseline and feel a little stony but choke and uh <laughs> suffer why why do i like this and I think, and I thought about it a lot, I think it's because it's the edge of death. You're choking and you're having this psychedelic kind of a trip uh, in, a, in a very bad way. And uh, it, it's almost like, I guess somebody who, slits, who, slits, who slits their wrist or something, who, I don't know, I want to feel something maybe sometimes, or I want to, that's why like, to be honest with you, I've got uh, lemon tech going right now in the, in the other room. I've got mushrooms that are being soaked in lemons that are, you know, depending on what time we get done here and how deep this conversation goes, I'm going to probably do mushrooms in the tank. So I've worked very hard and I've realized a lot of things to get to this point where I'm able to get into a float tank anytime I want. And I, I truly believe it is the fountain of youth in so many ways, uh, physically, mentally, spiritually, it can take you to that space of rejuvenation and being a child again, mentally, metaphysically understanding the nature of reality, which is you can't understand it to a degree. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm extremely blessed to have the realizations and they get to this point where, you know, life is about serving other people ultimately. And when you get to these high realizations, and especially in the heart space, it's about, okay, I realize a lot of stuff. I'm at one with the universe. And now uh, given this understanding, what else can I do or should I do, but help other people who are, are suffering or on the edge of an awakening, I can help them. And, uh, you know, st like Buddha, stand at the door and wait till everybody goes through and I'll be going through last. But that's really the kind of space I'm in. And uh, I always want to have a float tank available for myself and for other people because it's a great place to, I, I set the mood, I, I set the table for people to come here and explore their inner world and uh, do, do some cleaning or do some rearranging or just understand that there's a whole universe of inner, there's an innerverse of uh, of infinite possibilities with within yourself when you're quiet and still and you know that from med meditating totally man like i've been following your memes over the past you know two to three months and they've taken on this this new next levelness because i always refer to you as the meme god so anybody listening to this float is the meme god on instagram thank you and i've been following him for this aspect of his knowledge and his wisdom and his intelligence and his style of bringing the hyperspace into the 3D realm where we can have a, barely a glimpse at the profoundness of the timeless nature of the realm that he 
enters into every day, whether he's in the flow tank or whether he's taking psychedelics, mushrooms, LSD. I know that you've taken LSD much, much more than I could ever have imagined for myself. So that's one aspect of a psychedelic I've never explored as well, as deep as you. So the memes you've been releasing this month are like the trail of a comet. And every time you enter hyperspace, you, you bring back these artifacts that are like a comet trail behind you. And like the memes are like these, I don't know how to explain, like I, I comb through the memes and I'm like getting glimpses of like your, the stuff that sticks to you in hyperspace and you try to bring it back. Dude, you, you nailed I'm it. I'm like, you nailed it's it. Like the, the aesthetics of the memes are getting are getting dirtier and messier and in that aspect for me as an artist and designer it becomes funnier like when when a really uh, okay this is really nerdy but like uh, in typography okay people who are obsessed with typefaces and fonts like my joy in in traveling is going around the world and seeing bad fonts and I love photographing bad typefaces because they're actually really beautiful and they're fascinating so if you see like a really bad typeface used in like a, in an out of, how do, how do you say it? Like a inappropriate situation. It's just like, it's profound, it's beautiful, and it's just absurd. So to see the meme take on a new greediness, I have no idea how that's happening. But like, I just wanted to get into your mind on this interview and and ask you like what have you seen in hyperspace during the past few months and like are the same beings hanging out there as before like do you give these beings names when you see them sort of like a onomatopoeia kind of thing when when i saw the light beings the pinwheel beings i used to call them like spinny spiggly wiggly worm things or i mean there's like infinite names for these things there's you cannot have one name for these beings that you see. And anyways, please tell me more about the sights and, and uh, amazing things you've seen on your psychedelic journeys lately. Well, thanks. Uh, for, first of all, it's exactly true what happens. I get in this different vibration. This is the best way to put it for everyone to understand. I get in a different vibration when I'm floating or on, on psychedelics or a combination of the both or the two. And by virtue of that, that spicy or strange vibration I'm on, I'm able to enter spaces where these memes exist by other people who've created them. Or, I, or obviously, I pull down something myself and create the meme. But a lot of times, I'm reposting stuff or I'm reposting a, a bunch of different things, but in a set that makes sense. Or I'm telling a story through random memes that I've created through my trek through uh, yeah, fifth dimensional space and time. And I, I try to exactly, exactly what you say bring something back from that space, whether I create it or I've accumulated it from other people by virtue of me, like I said, surfing this reality where people are on the same vibration, which is some funky, weird vibration. And then the memes I'm bringing back, you are getting a glimpse into my world because that's what's on my timeline as I'm tripping, which is a very special state energetically to access. Very, very, very powerful, high energetic state. And so think about that. Okay, yeah, you're, when you look at your phone and you're just living your life at a very low energetic state, you're attracting that kind of energy. And, and, I, and I've been in a very low state where I was attracting memes where it was like 
you know, every other meme was like somebody hanging themselves or something. Very depressing, suicidal memes. <laughs> but that was years ago. I've moved from that. And now, obviously, when you're trekking through these higher dimensional realms, you're attracting those kind of ideas. And I, I call them quantum ideas. And I'm trying to help. Uh, I, I'm not helping the demiurge at this point. I feel like I'm helping the light. I feel like I'm helping. I'm, 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 I'm doing my part in the awakening. And so what the narrative has been for me, strangely enough, and maybe this is my insanity just wanting to continue to be in this movement somehow in my own weird way, even those cues kind of died down, cues and posting anymore. What the big thing for me has been, has been disclosure. And I feel like, and I'm getting oh, like huge goosebumps talking about this, but I feel like something somewhere is trying to help me, is sending me information. Now, I'm sure you're aware of the voice of God technology. Um, also, you can channel things. I feel like something is trying to communicate with me and it, it keeps telling me oddly enough, to stop smoking so much weed to have a better communication with whatever this is to help bring through. And I, I feel like the Majestic 12 stuff is a big part of that. I feel like somebody in Majestic, something, or maybe an alien outside of Majestic, some being has been trying to send me and communicate with me to help to, to, to like switch the, the conversation to more disclosure type stuff that that's my new big narrative that I'm on. And that's the space I've been in, which is if you're out there, let's, I'm open to it. Let's talk about it. And I keep finding all these informational, all these things, like the whole story about, I got a new take on Roswell from the Majestic 12 information that I keep, I keep finding, which is when Roswell, initially they were looking uh, for Germans, right? Because they had encountered the Foo Fighters and, they knew about Die Glock, which was the flying bell. And so initially, what they were doing at Roswell is they were trying to shoot down what they thought at the time were Germans. Well, we obviously know now they weren't Germans. They were, uh, I think they were Zeta Reticuli, uh, little greys, but some of them were dead, some were alive. But long story short, the whole deep state is because of this secret initially that happened, this thing that happened at Roswell. And so the deep state and all these unacknowledged specialized access programs, all these compartmentalized things, things, this is why the president doesn't know about it. It has been this long going thing for like 60, 70 years now to keep this a secret and, just, and, to, and to do programs of soft disclosure. And then it goes into how these groups the Majestic 12 was hijacked by the Skull and Bones cabal and, and 41, you know, H.W. Bush. And then, and then what you've got the past 30 years since then. So it's been an interesting narrative I've been on. And another thing that has really grown from our conversation, and I remember you telling me that we talked about the, you talked about the Kennedy thing. I've heard the Kennedy, uh, you know, the, the, the four people versus the six people in the car reality. I've heard people talk about that now. Uh, somewhere else besides our podcast. And I truly believe I was one of the first people to publicly talk about that. So, and I think it's spread from us talking about that, uh, that it's a new Mandela effect that people are aware of. And let me just run it back for people. So what I'm talking about is one day I realized after many months of doing acid and floating that I went back and looked at the I went back and I, w I went back and looked at the Kennedy stuff. And I've been a Kennedy guy, like I said, my whole life. It's so fascinating. So I knew everything, the magic bullet, how many people were in the car, Dealey Plaza, I knew everything. So when you know something like that, and you, that, that, that's what the trick of the Mandela effect is. It's always something you're convinced, like the Berenstein Bears. Oh, it had to be, it was this way or it was that way. No, 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 it's not even that way at all. It's A-I-N. 
what, so back to the Kennedy thing, I come from the reality before I did acid, before I did mushrooms, before I got in the float tank, the reality I remember, the reality that was really put together well, there were four people in that car. And now I, I, I noticed one day, a couple, maybe a year ago, I, I got back into the Kennedy stuff and I'm like, holy shit, there's more than there's a pruder tape here. There's six people in the car. The magic bullet theory really doesn't work now. I'm like, wow, I'm getting goosebumps talking about that. So I knew before uh, I got deep into these things that there was a possibility of, you know, just alternate realities. And like right next door, there's a portal and I can just, there's a, a, a timeline totally different from this one. It's possible. I truly believe that through my own experience. And so that was just proven. Uh, and so that was my Mandela effect. And uh, so I feel like I've contributed to that discussion in a small way. But no, my new narrative, my new takeaway from the, the higher realms of psychedelic journeying is the great awakening is not going to be stopped. It's still happening. It's happening every day. I can see it in my macro and my micro worlds. And uh, I feel like now the next step is there's nothing we can do about Q at this point. Uh, the media has, has, has decimated the movement. And so... I know from what's been put out there, the aliens aren't coming. Disclosure is not going to happen until there are arrests. So until, until that point starts to happen, I'm like you. I'm going to go back to Dagobah. I'm going to go into the cave. I'm going to uh, go deeper internally and, and try to be more still. Try to relax. Try to uh, open the heart uh, center more and see what happens there. And then March 5th, maybe something will happen. Maybe it won't. But uh, I'm going to continue to put together information about disclosure and all these things I'm learning about, you know, the, 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 basically the deep state is a byproduct of the Roswell incident. And we've been doing everything in our power to protect that information and then soft, soft disclose it. And a lot of people within Majestic now that were evil, I guess, want to, uh, what I truly believe now at this point is there is a, uh, there are two factions of psychopaths battling, right? And I, and, and here's the thing. I think, and I've learned through lots of years of research, that psychopathy is on a spectrum, that there are high-functioning good psychopaths as well as there are low-functioning evil ones, meaning there are doctors, surgeons, CEOs, that they understand karma. They understand the universe, the nature of reality to a degree, right, as much as you can. They know that there are consequences for your actions. So although they might have psychopathic tendencies, they, they move with the light. They understand the light. Whereas the psychopaths who are in control that want to live forever, they want to live forever. They want to go off world. They want to be transhuman. So they don't have to pay the karmic price for what they've done in this lifetime. I truly believe that's the main primary motivating factor for a lot of these high up Illuminati people is you can't, you can't escape God. You know, you can't escape, uh, you know, uh, uh, your, your death. I don't know. I don't know. That's my experience. That's what I think is happening. And so right now I'm in, I'm in the disclosure movement deep, and I've been really learning a lot about that thing and that uh, movement as I, like, I just go online and I find shit or people will send me a message and they'll send me this uh, a document and I'm like, oh God. And I just get into it deeper and deeper. So I feel like there's something out there that has been pushing me in this direction. Not, and, I'm, and I'm never giving up on Q uh, unless it just really comes out that it was just, unless something really goes against the information that Q has put out. And so here's, what I'll, uh, here's where I can leave people with where Q is right now in terms of the Q post. The, the really last bit of information you got from Q 
was Durham. It was literally a one word post that said Durham. Now what Durham is, he's a, he's a attorney, a special counsel that Trump has put on, uh, to the, I think it's looking into Biden or Hunter, one of them. Nonetheless, there's a special counsel right now going on with Durham. Well, Mueller was the, the counsel they put on Trump and Trump did not remove Mueller. Mueller, ultim, I think, ultimately ended with a nothing burger, right? And so they tried to go after Trump by projecting all their shit onto him, but nothing happened. So you're, you're really, you've still got hope with Durham. That was what Q is saying with his, basically the last post with any information, you know, Durham. So hopefully you'll have something come out with Durham where you have the arrest ultimately. There won't be a Durham report. There'll just be arrest. But that's really between the March 5th and what can happen and what could be released, what drips out, what, uh, what, mili- what actions the military might act uh, take place. Let me look at Myanmar. Do you follow Myanmar at all? Have you followed that at all? The, uh, the, uh, very, very interesting. And I really hope that uh, something like that in America is going to happen. Well, I think that's a foreshadowing event. I think that they are doing that in a way, it's like a soft disclosure thing to prepare us for the fact that our, we're going to have to go through that as well, which is the military is going to take over and you're going to have another election. And, uh, and if we don't, and, and going back to the, the last president, that book, that book ends with them destroying the Capitol and like taking down the government and Trump is the last president. And my thought is, Again, going into these worlds of like, let's ditch the ideas of the past. My thoughts with the Great Awakening is you, as a byproduct of entering this into this high vibration uh, light field, by virtue of that, these old institutions just die. The Fed's going to die off. A lot of parts of the Catholic Church are going to die off or change. Things are going to have to shift into a new vibration or they're going to have to die. And I think a lot of the old systems, like I said, the Fed is not going to, it's not going to last Q even says gold is going to kill the Fed. It's going to end the Fed. So I think it's going to be a mix of gold and Bitcoin because I don't know if you follow the Bitcoin. I'm sure you do actually. You own Bitcoin, but you see that a lot of these places now are starting to accept Bitcoin, MasterCard, Visa. Uh, it's becoming mainstream. And so if the, if the deep state doesn't get a hold of Bitcoin and find a way to centralize it, uh, I think that uh, that's proof right there that the great awakening is happening. Just little, th- I, I, I implore people to look at the little things. Look how the system's changing. Look at, I mean, yes, Biden is optically at the president, but look at the shakeup prior to it. Trump never conceded. Biden never got an official plane. If you look at the inauguration, it, it's not how the last one was. Like the, it's like, the, like literally that's the set on the Capitol, like step down. The weather was wrong that day. They had cameras showing it f- nasty, foggy, rainy. What they showed on TV was sunny. Nothing makes sense. So we, we don't have Nothing much- makes sense about the inauguration. Nothing. Even uh, Kamala's hand on her clutch purse instead of the Bible. Like, right. what is that? Yeah. Like, seriously, how can people not see this? Well, here's the thing. I think they do see it. It, well, either that or my theory about people is true. And, and unfortunately, I think with masks, uh, I see my theory, which is people are just stupid, you know, <laughs> which is how do I make that? How do I say that compassionately? People are asleep, right? As, as opposed to saying people are, people are stupid. They are asleep, meaning they have, bought, they have bought the lie of the mainstream media and the statistical hoax of coronavirus. You there? I can hear you, but you were cutting out. 
Okay. Is that better? Yeah, let's try to go from there. Yeah. So anyway, let's see. We are an hour in, which is pretty good. Uh, let's see. So yeah, um, and, and in regards to your question, uh, aliens. Aliens, angels, something higher, some higher intelligence wants to communicate with me, I feel, but it's, it's imploring to like clean up. It's imploring me to like stop smoking so much weed and uh, to, to breathe. Breathing has been a real big thing because when you're smoking, you're breathing, you're just breathing in smoke. And so I spend a lot of my time breathing, actually smoking, you know, marijuana smoke. Uh, so for me, a lot of these higher, uh, whatever you want to call them, things that are communicating with me are, are really telling me to stop smoking and breathe. And, uh, and I know by virtue of doing certain things, you create a different reality. It's like, it's me, it's about shifting the momentum and breaking the habit that I've accumulated for so long. It's about shifting that momentum. But yeah, I want to quit. But then it's like, oh, my stomach hurts or my neck is killing me. Or this, I've got people in the flo float tank for two hours and I've got nothing to do. And I'll tell you, <laughs> and I, I'll be honest with you, when I smoke weed and I haven't smoked for a while, especially in the morning, man, I do a little dance. <laughs> and, I, and, it's, and I don't get super high but I can feel the spirit enter my body and it does a little dance. And then I start going wild on the memes. So I do sometimes feel uh, like I've created so much of a character and it's so intertwined with my being that to stop smoking as much weed as I smoke would, and I know that it was, it, it's probably the exact opposite. It'd probably even be way better, but I feel there's a part of me that doesn't want to quit sometimes because I've created this character. This character likes to smoke weed. It's funny. And this character creates great memes and attracts funny situations and funny memes when he's stoned. And, and, but I know I've done it in the past. I've been sober and the ideas are clear. They're crisper, but it's just, you know, you, you play a character for so long and, and, and float universe is true. It's really is me. This is really me. This is really how I act in real life at the float center. If you were a customer or you're my friend, my friends that listen to this podcast know. And I think the people that like this podcast that don't know me like it because I'm talking to you, even on my solo podcast, just like we're talking in real life. I have nothing to hide. I'm not ashamed of anything I do. And uh, so if the drugs tell you to stop doing drugs, if the aliens that want to communicate with you tell you to stop communicating or tell you to stop smoking weed, maybe you should heed that advice. And so that's where I've been, which is the, the constant struggle for anybody that follows this account knows the only uh, real existential crisis, if I had a movie of my life, it would be this giant battle between me and weed every day. Should I smoke now? Oh, I got to go buy more. Uh, how much money do I have? You know, that would be, that would be the, in, in terms of like, if I was the protagonist, antagonist, that would be the antagonist of my, uh, my TV show. It would just be this, it wouldn't even be a thing it's a, or a person. It's just an idea that I want to stay stoned or do I have enough money to stay stoned or it would be all these situations and me and weed and money. And then also sometimes now here's the problem I've reached. It's not even a problem. Every six months to a year, I always reach these nexus points, these crossroads of like, it's more painful, it's more annoying to, for me to keep smoking weed than it is for me to quit. And so recently, we had Valentine's Day weekend, super busy. That's a great problem to have. And, you know, I like to smoke weed all day. And I can't smoke as much weed when I'm 
explaining the float tank to 10 new people. Because, because during, the, during the week, I have, you know, my regulars. And they know I like to get high. Some of them get high with me. Uh, and so it's no big deal. I can, I can explain the float tank to you high, a couple of people a day, no big deal. But on a busy day, when I've got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that are new, I don't want to smell like weed. I don't want to look all stoned. Even though I don't really look stoned, there's a, I can tell there's a difference. And so that's been my great battle and recognizing now I'm again at this nexus point of, man, it would just be so much easier to quit. I'd have more money. I would, uh, I'd be probably more focused once you get past the quitting part. Because I don't know how deep you got in weed, but man, I'm so deep. It is annoyingly painful to quit. Uh, the body sweats. It's agitated. You can't sleep. You got to take a sleeping pill to sleep. Uh, the dreams come back. And do you, do you dream? I don't dream at all. Every night I dream, but when I was uh, using cannabis, it was very hard to remember dreams. But, you know, from the wisdom of the Tao Te Ching, they always say there's a time for cannabis and there's a time for being sober. So in your life right now, the past few years, this was your, your cannabis journey. And just like all psychedelics and all plant teachers, they are... They are teaching us to graduate at a certain point. You know, every plant medicine has its its limits for your higher self. And when your higher self reaches that moment where it it says, you know, I've learned all the lessons I've needed from this. Now it's time to move on to something new. Something new doesn't mean you have to quit like 100%. It just means that you are going to move on to a, a new routine. So... Uh, Cannabis is a very creative teacher. So to quit it 100% wouldn't make sense. You would, you would want to use it uh, every so often to have a creative boost in the type of work that you produce. So for someone like yourself, you know, it wouldn't make sense to quit. It would just make sense to slow down or find a new routine where, um, like for myself, I, went, I switched to edibles for many years. And then after edibles, my, my body, my higher self uh, just didn't feel the need to continue exploring cannabis. And that also occurred during the time when um, I was transitioning my life to leave America and to become a Dzogchen yogi and just live in Asia. So everything timed perfectly for me um, coming off of psychedelics and just choosing to focus more on, you know, looking inward at the mind, the true nature of mind, the practice of Dzogchen is, is observing the mind and observing how thoughts vanish on their own. And, um, oh yeah, the thing about ETs is that they really look down on alcohol, but not so much on cannabis. And even Bashar, who is one of the only ET channels who I admire and who I've been following for over 10 years. Uh, Bashar said that cannabis spikes your consciousness up. So it's not something for you to be ashamed of, but if you are trying to do CE5 ET contact meditations, they, they prefer you never to involve alcohol during um, the ET contact. Uh, you know, on the nights where you go out and try to contact right. crap, they don't, they don't, they they condone alcohol, but 
cannabis. I'm not sure, but I would definitely. Well, well here's the thing. Uh, no, I, you're, you're 100% right because the, the Majestic 12 stuff I went through, they talk about how uh, cannabis and awakening go hand in hand and that uh, it, cannabis is ultimately extraterrestrial. That's another takeaway from the, some of these notes I've gotten, but uh, definitely my problem is I abuse it. It's just plain and simple. I'm, I'm, not, even, I'm not even ashamed of it. I abuse it. I love it. Uh, I, yeah, I can't stop. And uh, because of that, these aliens that are hovering above, above me can't get their fucking signal through. <laughs> and they just want me to just, you know, I guess like, just, like, just like you're saying, find some balance in it. Uh, and, and I guess the universe, by virtue of circumstance, meaning I'm busy as shit here, is not giving me the space to do it. So it's like you can suffer by trying to smoke and, 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 and navigate these uh, tighter maneuvers with these people here now up your ass all day long. Or you can just take a fucking chill pill and save some money, smell, not smell like a skunk all day, and, uh, you know, have a clear mind. So my, my problem is just balance. Just like you said, it's about, yeah, just shifting it to a new maybe style of using it or, yeah, just a new just a new way of thinking about it. But I do think it's a good thing. And uh, the aliens definitely, in my experience, encourage it for higher awakening. Um, also, during like mushroom journeys, smoking cannabis is highly, highly beneficial because uh, it, it boosts you into, uh, into another theme or another level of the psychedelic journey. So if you use cannabis in that aspect, it's a tool that's helping you to go deeper into the psychedelic experience. And everybody who does mushrooms should always you know, accompany it with, with a boost or two or three during the night by smoking as hard as you can from a pipe and or a water pipe and then letting that next level of psychedelic uh letting that next level of hyperspace experience really really it's it's incredible i mean you, everybody needs to do it yeah no terrence mckenna was a big uh proponent of uh mushrooms and cannabis specifically having a few bombers as he would call them ready to go. Uh, and I agree. It, it, sometimes when the mushrooms aren't hitting like you want, they're taking a long time to kick in. I always recommend just take a few hits. It'll blow that shit wide open. And if not, then you just, you don't, you know, your mushrooms aren't going to happen or you took the wrong kind of mushrooms. But definitely it, LSD too. Oh my God, that is my favorite combo is peaking on LSD and, and just taking bong rips. That is just... It'll, uh, the most profound experiences I've had on LSD were by virtue of that method. Sitting in a closet with a bong on about two tabs, peeking. And there was one experience, and I've talked about this in the past, where I was sitting there with my eyes closed. And I was really into my floating and meditation at the time. So I was really good at meditating. And I do believe LSD is a meditator's drug. Uh, but anyway, so I'm sitting there in the closet, and uh, it's kicking pretty good. And I took a bong rip and I'm laying with my eyes closed and the voice says to me, how would you like to become a galaxy? And I'm like, well, of course, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> how do I go about doing that? And so, you know, I'm saying this all in my head. And so the voice is saying back, just, you know, continue to relax, breathe, keep breathing. And, you know, it started to expand and I got bigger than the room and bigger than the planet. I kept expanding. I became a galaxy. It became bigger than a galaxy. And, I, you know, ultimately, like, 
the space of being a giant quadrant of the universe. And every time I would breathe, all the galaxies and stars would twinkle. So it was very profound. And every, almost every single LSD takeaway has been one form of another of showing you the interconnectedness of everything. And you are part of that. You are God. But it's not this takeaway of, you know, you can, you're up in the clouds shooting lightning at people. You don't have those kind of powers. But you do recognize you're part of this fabric of reality, the oneness of the hologram. And uh, yeah, so that's been my, yeah, that's my LSD marijuana story. And I have many, many, many ones of those, but that's probably my favorite one because I literally became like the universe or like a galaxy, however you want to put it, but I became this giant field of stars. uh, And every time I would breathe, they would twinkle. When you are taking LSD, do you see beings like as you do on mushrooms? Uh, No, I mean... There have been, there have been uh, voices. There has been massive channelings. I have been on the phone with people on LSD, and I'm like, and, and it's not something I can really like do at will, but a lot of times something will come through. And if I, I've learned to drop my filter of judgment, and I just let things come through, and uh, I'm a good channel in that respect. And so I'll sit there with people, and I've realized this has been a very profound takeaway in channeling that you can channel energy that is with us on this planet now not only does you you can channel dead and things everything is everything is maintained and retained the energy never goes anywhere everything is in the field everything of what is what i've realized even things to come are in the field uh because we're on its linear we're, we're looking at time in a linear way and everything exists simultaneously at once and so yeah um what was I talking about? Time? Uh, damn, this is why I, uh, I, I did so good on this interview, and now I just totally lost my thought. What was I, what was I talking Well, when I, was, when I had my first LSD experience, I was living in Santa Ana, standing on my third floor balcony, and I was looking up at the sky, and then I was able to, I was able to watch a UFO craft appear like light up it's called a power up you know you're looking at the sky and all of a sudden there's this light that just appears and it's it's brighter than all the other stars around and then the light will just vanish and back into nothingness but that was one of the most amazing ufo ce5 experiences that i ever had and for it to be the first time i was experimenting with lsd it was just a testament to the state of consciousness that LSD brings you to. It's a much different, it's a much clearer and much crisp state of consciousness than shrooms or DMT or cannabis. And it just was so strange that a UFO craft was interested in somebody at that state of vibration. Oh, uh, because that, oh no, that I don't happens, usually yeah. get that type of contact with mushrooms, for example. Well, I usually don't go outside with mushrooms. I usually stay inside and, and do the silent grams. And, well, here's the uh, thing. Uh, yeah. when you, when, <laughs> you when what I've learned on drugs outside now I've never had any uh, UFOs or anything like that the, the voices are always like if we show ourselves to you you'll scare you more than it's worth so we don't do that to you I'm like alright whatever you know what you're talking about but uh, in my experience <laughs> oh man I, I, <laughs> in my experience with uh, fuck I lost what I was going to say oh well <laughs> Oh, well. It's okay, because when you are trying to access hyperspace memories, 
it's impossible, man. You, you, you're never going to get there. You're always going to try to use language to describe it, but you can never, you can never do it. Like there's this one theme that I encountered one time on mushrooms and it was this bizarre theme where I was obsessed with fine ship making, like, like these, these boats that were highly designed but I, I'm not a boat designer. I, I don't know anything about boats. But in this theme for like an hour, I was witnessing these beautiful, these beautiful ships, water-bearing ships, these craft made out of wood, like Norwegian, Scandinavian, like yachts. I don't even know how to explain it, but they were so highly detailed. And I was like observing the craftsmanship of these, of these designs. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, what the heck is this? Like, how am I seeing these, these creations? And you could even see how like the machinery was involved, integrated with, with the boats. And I was like, I don't even know anything about engineering. How is this in my mind right now? And why am I so obsessed with it? And the colors that were used for creating these ships were just so beautiful. Um, if you look at some of my artwork, my psychedelic landscape, you'll see these color themes that I've tried, I've tried to take from these, these visions that I've had. But whenever I try to write about this experience, I give up. I've been trying to write about it for years now, but I, I can't. It's just so strange to put into words and nobody's even gonna understand the profundity of, of the feeling of seeing these ships in hyperspace. Something that I've never designed in well, yeah. 3D, but That's it, the they're, challenge. they're there. That's the challenge. It doesn't make any sense. Some, hey, listen, all. somehow, I don't know how he does it, but somehow Alex Gray is able to do it. And I don't know if he is just lit like a Christmas tree and he's in the space painting it then, or he remembers it, but the, the amount of detail you're able to remember, I'm like, holy shit, dude, I can barely remember anything from a psychedelic experience unless it is extremely profound. And even then it's fleeting. You're trying to put back together the memory. I've tried so hard. Oh no, I remember what I was gonna say before. So I've never encountered aliens outside. Those things never happen. But what I've come to understand about my experiences outside with psychedelics is you, for example, when I was on mushrooms one time, I was on like three or four grams. I was walking outside and around every corner, it was like Disney, like the animals were coming out from me. They were looking at me. They're like, what the fuck is this thing walking around the middle of the day? I've never seen, they, they'd never seen a human being. These, these animals in my local area had obviously never encountered a human being in this energetic state because <laughs> they were checking me out. They were like, what, in, what, what the fuck is this thing walking around? They were coming up to me and they were investigating me. I was like, whoa. And then one appeared, like, here's, here's how I put it when I'm in nature. You always get the one creature in the beginning that is like, epic or not supposed to be there it's like gonna guide it's like the 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 lead the, the the guide of the trip in the beginning it's like your animal of the trip your power animal of the trip like go look it up later but uh with with um well, a lot of times in the daytime it's always a hawk and so this one time the same trip where they're all checking me out this hawk just landed on his branch and he started communicating with me telepathically and telling me all these things profound things obviously i can't remember any of them but uh it was just it was like a disney animatronic i was like holy shit these animals don't <laughs> don't know what to think about me because i was so high i was so like i was so mesmerized and, and in such a high state they had never encountered that out of a human being i think uh these animals specifically because they were popping their heads out of the water they were coming around the corners they were landing on branches 
They were coming to meet me at every step of my journey. Now, you, I, I, can't, I haven't been able to re recreate that as much, but it still tends to happen. And I think part of what was happening was they were reflecting my amazement back at me. I was, this is one of those trips where you go out for the first time and it's like, everything is amazing. Wow. Well, the trees are breathing. The sky is, you know, it's like one of those kind of trips and you are so blown away. That was my takeaway after I thought about it. I'm like, well, you know what? Ultimately I was so energetically in astonishment and in awe that I think those animals were reflecting that back at me because we're all connected. It just made sense. I'm like, that's what happened. So yeah, I haven't had any, I mean, unless it's a men in black situation where somebody's hidden as an alien, they're wearing an, a human suit or something like that, or they're like uh, a lizard uh, with a, uh, a hologram mask. I see that all the time on TV. And I, you know, I swear that these people, some of these people that come and float are men in black type aliens undercover. Um, and I'm the ringleader of the show here. So I don't know, man. It's... Uh, the Great Awakening is still happening on my watch. And uh, what do you think? You think the Great Awakening is still happening? <laughs> of course, brother. Every day, there's amazing things that, that happen to me in my life every day. And, and just, just being a yogi is, 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 this, is this karmic creator, this, this karma creator where you, because you're not doing as much. Uh, right. As much as much work as I, as when you live in America, you're doing work every day. You're, you're creating karma. You're driving your car. You're, you're going out in public. You're, you're creating karma. You know, somebody sees you doing something, they're thinking something about you. You're creating karma everywhere you go. But when you're living in meditation retreat, you're dissolving past karma. Whenever you are in the non-dual state of mind, you're, you're dissolving past life karma as well as current life karma. And things start to, unfold in a more magical way. For instance, um, I love pugs and I've owned two pugs in my life. And when I came to Thailand, uh, you know, there's like stray dogs that live around in Thailand and then sometimes they hang out at, the, at somebody's house or whatever, they feed them. But the, door, the house next door to me, they, they got a white pug, a fawn, a, a, boy, a boy pug. And it comes over to see me every day. And, and now like, I take care of it. And it sleeps outside my door and my window. And when I meditate, it just hangs out with me. So I've been hanging out with this pug. And every time I get on my scooter, it jumps onto the scooter and we go around town. We go out and hang out at the lake. And for me, the, the pug is a very spiritual, mystical creature because, because in China, at the Forbidden Temple, you have the two foo dogs. And underneath the paw, the foo dog, is the flower of life sphere. So ever since I saw that image when I was first awakening like 10 years ago, I had so much more respect for, um, for pugs and foo dogs. So for that, for that to, be, to be another pug in my life, it's just so am amazing because um, Tibetan monks are known to have pugs and the Tibetan monks who go rainbow body have pugs hanging around and, and Siamese cats. And I used to own a, a Himalayan Siamese cat. So the pug coming into my life and then you talking about the men in black and the pug being an alien in men in black. Ah, there's yeah. just this, it's just like this ET magical connection with, 
with my life with with the pug and with just living here in Thailand in meditation retreat and not really having to do the stuff that I used to have to worry about doing living in America. So I think that it's the truth of inner work is uh, is going to show the outer work, like inner peace creates world peace. So the longer I stay here in retreat, the more I see the world turning into a better place. For, for instance, after the inauguration, I just decided to tune out from all the conspiracy truths and just, you know, go back and, and, and just enjoy my simple life here. And talking to you today is the first time I'm, I'm reconnecting back with that political world. And it just seems like everything is unfolding just the way it's supposed to, you know, like had I been researching all the conspiracy stuff for the past three months, I think I would have been crazy. <laughs> just like in a you know just feeling really low and like hopeless but i don't have to feel that way because i i've been studying this stuff for so long and it's just like i know everything is going to work out because the big picture of reality is that light wins god wins whatever type of higher dimensional being you want to put into the love wins light wins and that's all you have to remember. And the path getting there is not going to look anywhere near the path that you envision with your human 3D mind. Well, that's the, the 5D thing. mind. Yeah, no, is, that's the thing. Yeah. The 5D mind is magical and magic can happen. And you don't have to believe in anything that Q says, but you should believe that a magical miracle can happen and everybody can be arrested and all the ETs can come and land and give us lots of love and free energy and you have to believe that that's going to come true because if you don't believe that then it's not going to come true you have to use i'm a big believer in that. yeah you to have to yeah as soon as possible you have to believe it to see it i'm a big believer in that you don't see it and then you believe it i mean that does happen but i believe and it's it, it's an energy thing of tapping into that reality where it exists. And yeah, I'm, I've coalesced, I've relaxed, I've let go. And I said, God, take me to the highest possible timeline. And I do believe I found it because here you are. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, we are manifesting this, this optimal timeline for ourselves. And every time you and I connect with each other, we're, we're crisscrossing our timelines back together. And whatever you go do for the next few months and whatever I go for the next few months, however it unfolds we're going to meet each other again at some type of cross point in our timelines but we have to manifest the best timeline for ourselves every day and everybody needs to be doing this with with the fake virus and the fake election and everything fake news they've got us so separated and so lost and so confused and living in ignorance and darkness now is the time for us to come together as one group mind feel that love and oneness and, and manifest the best future for ourselves and, and always remember that we are, we are always winning and we have never lost at any point in this entire journey over the past 10 years or more. And we have to keep on manifesting positive thoughts because the future that we're creating is actually happening. Like people don't see it, but I've been in this disclosure game for so long and we never thought that we've come this far with disclosure. But that is, that is very, very true. That's very true. Uh, and just, just keep enjoying the show. 
I teach. I I I always t- t- one of my big things is like, dude, you gotta like keep track of how much progress you've made because sometimes you forget that you've come this far and like, yes, anybody that's been in the disclosure movement or in conspiracy land cannot believe that some of the things we talked about last year and that the public has now mass awakened a big part of it at least and it's only a matter of time before the rest happens because as biden turns the knife right into the back of the american public people are waking up that devoted for him that are like well you know it looks like i was wrong um you know we should have kept trump but they did we voted trump in he won they stole the election they had to do it though they had to show that they were doing this not only in the u.s but uh, across the whole world in these countries these you know uh what are the countries you know uh god i can't remember any of them right now chavez and uh north korea all all our favorite countries iran uh a lot of a lot of these countries use dominion (laughs) and uh now we use dominion and we're we're a third world country now congratulations so are you are you a dual citizen i can't remember yes i am yeah so you have a vested interest in this country uh, staying great. And it's not that I don't want other countries to be great too, but uh, you know, you learn, you, we, we watched, right? As trillions of stimulus dollars are sent elsewhere and we get a measly $600. Trump was talking about this in 2012. Trump uh, had a funny thing he said one time. He's like, let us, it's something like, let us hope, let us hope we don't find uh, life on other planets or we'll start sending money there as well, right? Uh, it's just a joke. And everything's being exposed. Now, I got to start wrapping this up. It's been almost an hour and a half. But before I do, I've got a few people here that I asked asked on Instagram, ask a question, and we'll see if we can answer your question. So I'm going to go through these questions here. You don't have to answer them. Some of these are just comments, but uh, we'll see what you say. This first one is lifesamazing.co. Are humans the future of aliens or are we one big lab for aliens? What do you think? Are humans the future of aliens? Um, hey, or- can you can you cut it right here? I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One- sure. Just give me like a minute. Yeah. All right, are you there? Uh, yes, sir. All right. You can cut it back right now. And I just wanted to say something before the questions was that um, of, of all the things I've researched over the past three months since the inauguration, my favorite theory is that the U.S. and Taiwan are going to sort of invade China and take down the CCP. And once we take down the CCP deep state in China, then the deep state in the U.S. will also be taken down because they're ultimately being controlled by the, uh, the archons in China. So this is one of the, the most juiciest pieces of intel that I've heard over the past uh, few months. And I just wanted to put that out there for your listeners. Yeah, no, that's interesting. My, my whole narrative has been that we've got Chinese so troops. On the, can you hear me? You there? I, I truly believe. Did you hear anything that I said? I heard the whole thing. Okay, good. So I truly believe that the BRICS alliance is still strong and they are still trying to take down the deep state within their own countries and around the world. So this is one of the most hopeful pieces of intel I've heard over the past three months. And I just wanted everybody else to uh, to get on board with this, this theory because I really think that this is what's going to need to happen in order to stop the deep state in our country and to stop big tech from censoring all of us and, and, and deleting our accounts. Um, ultimately, these commands are coming down from the deep state in China. 
So we have to take down the deep state uh, around the world. And particularly that includes the, the strongholds of China. Well, you know, I, I hope you're I hope you're right, because my theory has been the exact opposite of that, which is we've been infiltrated here and we are on our last legs defending ourselves before it is a full on takeover. And yours is the exact opposite. We're on the we're on the we're going to go into there. But I feel like I've I've watched the news. I've heard the, the underground uh, reports and a lot of the things they report in the news. They'll say it's a cover story like, oh, a plane gets shot down on the Canadian border. Oh, the guy, the, the pilot was just, it was a user error, pilot error. No, the Chinese the, on the Canadian border shot him down. Or I don't know if you heard the story about the 50,000 troops right there on the border of New York and Canada in a bunker that got bunker busted. 50,000 Chinese troops got killed supposedly on the, on the U.S. border, if you believe that. So to China with their deep state, you know, they were setting off the fires during the... Uh, what do they call those things that the, the, the lasers on the satellites, what do they call those? Uh, the energy weapons, directed energy weapons, oh. the dues. Yeah. Oh. China, you've had this whole cyber warfare. You've had this information warfare and you've had these literal uh, supposed actual war games that are going on that aren't being reported for what they actually are. So I really hope that your theory is true. And I've always thought in the back of my mind that there are people in these other countries who are also working for the freedom of their people, for truth, for the light. And uh, not everybody is corrupt. And again, I have this theory of the dueling psychopaths, like it's good psychopaths versus the bad psychopaths or the really, really bad psychopaths versus just like the normally bad psychopaths. But uh, I do believe that, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's what I believe, okay. <laughs> I just listen to things and memes and I put my conspiracy knowledge together. I try to come up with something that sounds hopeful, uh, it may be truthful based on the information I've got and uh, also counter to the mainstream media narrative usually. But uh, I really hope your theory is right and we're going in there to clean out and finish the job. Definitely. If anybody is on YouTube and they can follow the Breadcrumbs Project, uh, person who uh, is the the creator of that channel he analyzes the air traffic movement of, of craft in our skies and there is more military movement in our skies in the past months than there have ever been in the history of our country so there's definitely a war game being played right now and the types of planes that are in the sky right now are going to blow your mind so if you are into monitoring the air traffic over the u.s and around the world, you will see that there is a war game being played and there's something going on that is so huge and so profound that it's, it's, it's unspeakable. There's, there's a, an operation going on right now that we are not privy to. And this operation is definitely going to be something that is about taking our country back from somebody who has been taking control of it for so many years. Yeah, well, I hope so. So moving on to the questions, some of the questions we asked, I, I let people ask on Instagram. This is from lifesamazing.co. Are humans the future of aliens or are we one big lab for aliens? What do you think? Uh, probably all of the above. I agree. I think that uh, the, the ETs are said to be the, the future um, incarnations of humans now 
So a lot of the ETs we see in the sky aren't actually us from the future, which is yeah. very strange, hard to believe. But I've heard it so many times that, hey, you know, it must be true. I've heard it so many times. That's, that's so the takeaway, too. It's just one thing to think about, yeah. Yeah, for me, looking at this stuff and, and hearing these independent whistleblowers talk, it's like they kind of say the same story, which is you've got aliens, which are us, uh, emaciated with giant brains, come back through time to tell us not to fuck up. Not to choose whatever pet. Well, not 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 to choose whatever. You whatever. Also, yeah, you also have to remember that only us, we humans on this earth, we are one of the only races who who lives under the illusion of time. Like ninety nine percent of all ET races, they travel in and out of time and space. So, time to them is something easily traversable, as it is for us to you know walk from here and out the front door. Uh, and ET can just as easily travel, you know, a, a thousand years forward or back in time. So right. time to them is much different than how we think about time. Um, that's why it's very easy for them to be us from the future, contacting us through the law of free will, something like that. But yeah. uh, hey, that's, that's my answer for your, your question. Yeah. Okay, cool. Here's another one. This is from Nicho Libre. Can you in 5D talk about magic? You know, magic with a K, M-A-G-I. CK, like you know, chaos magic or black magic. Do you have you ever gotten into any like magic practice? M A G I C K. You know what I'm talking about? When I, when I was first awakening, I was, I was, going through the occult, hermeticism, and and all of those practices. And when you start to combine spiritual knowledge with those types of practices you start to realize that those practices can only take you so far on your spiritual journey. They're not going to help you um, become immortal. They're not going to help you uh, transcend suffering and, and rebirth. So you have to kind of choose your, your best battles when you're, when you're alive here. You have to choose what you want to focus your attention and energy on. And you also have to remember that in past lives, you had already tinkered with all of that stuff. You were already a master of it. Um, to be on earth now is a master class and you have had already gone through all of those things. So the thing, the fact that you're attracted to magic with a K is that you probably have already dealt with it before. So in this life, it's, it's really, um, in my opinion, it's better to just explore it a little bit and um, become fascinated with it, but, but move on from that and see what, yeah what more you can do with your life instead of just learning how to manipulate uh, the five elements, for example, you know, there's right. so much more that you can do with your body and your mind to prepare you for the next life and other lives that you will have versus being stuck in samsara and cyclic rebirth yes. over and over and over yes. because you were, you were just obsessed with magic and that's all you were, that's all you ever accomplished. You never passed that stage because magic is just an illusion. You're just manipulating something that isn't there. You're manipulating space. Right. And space is, is, is impermanent. Everything that's in space is impermanent. So anything that you keep in terms of your magic practice is going to eventually disappear. It's, it's, it's impermanent. It's going to vanish. It's going to dissolve. Just like all your accomplishments that you attain during um, any training of the magic powers that you have, just keep that in mind. A lot of, a lot of people don't realize the power the truth of impermanence and once yeah. you embrace the truth of impermanence you're going to focus only on the things that are really going to bring you your soul the best benefit on Absolutely. your spiritual journey 
Absolutely. I totally agree. My thoughts on magic are, uh, I'll give you a few thoughts on it from experience. First of all, I think it comes from egoic place, which is I want to control reality. I, I'm, I want to be God. I want to have manipulation powers over space, time, and potentially people. And so I don't think that comes from the best place ultimately. And uh, I, it also tends to be a bit of a magic uh, 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 monkey's paw, meaning be careful what you wish for. Be very specific what you wish for. And even then, like I said, it's a monkey's paw. Uh, it's go, you, you, your ego wants something. You think you're going to learn from it. You think you need it. The universe is going to give you exactly what you need, and it may not be what you want. Um, and so there's a caution with magic, which is you are playing with things, and you're, you're trying to summon in entities and demons and uh, cre create uh, possibilities or try to manipulate people. Uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not into that because you're right. Once you realize the truth of reality that it's all an illusion – uh, it's actually a distraction. It's stopping you from progressing. A good way to look at it, this, and I can't remember. Oh, God, I'm just, I'm awful tonight. But um, Robert Adams, one of my favorite high, high, high and top of the food chain spiritual teachers, non-duality teacher. He talks about the mind and something like magic is a distraction for the mind. We're supposed to discard these things. And a good analogy is we're trying to get home. We're trying to, we're invited to God's house. We can go in, we can literally go in God's house, right? And our journey to God's house is full of all these distractions. Like you get through the gate to God's house and, oh, you see all these statues there. You're going you're gonna to spend all this time in God's garden playing around with black magic or magic. Like let's say that magic is a distraction in the garden on the way to God. So you're going to God's house. You can totally go in anytime you want and chill and have the most profound experience inside the house. But you'd rather on your way, you get distracted. Oh, magic, magic, magic. Oh, I can do this. I can do that. You're not even doing anything ultimately. The universe is, is running through you and, and making it seem like something's actually happening. And it's just like you said, there's nothing actually happening. It's an illusion. You're, 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 you're having an illusion over an illusion. And uh, a lot of times in my experience, nothing good has come from it, but lessons learned to the ego. So that's my two cents on magic as well. And I think they are True. very similar the to yours. The mind believes that something is happening, but ultimately, at the end of the day, at the end of the universe, nothing is really happening. Um, in When I study Dzogchen, I get to come across really profound stories in, in Tibet, um, even from lamas who I follow. Uh, for instance, um, when a yogi is practicing Dzogchen for a very long time, they'll start to have certain abilities accidentally happen to them. For instance, they'll be able to walk through a wall or sometimes they'll accidentally get their hands stuck in the table they're meditating next to. Um, and when these magical things appear, they're sort of embarrassing. They don't want other people to know about it. Whereas in the West, we would think something like this is very fascinating and we would want to show off and do more of it and show others. So for instance, when you're a yogi practicing meditation in a cave, you shouldn't let other yogis see you accidentally walk through the cave wall. So this is like common stories in Tibet of things that can happen to you when you practice the non-dual mind meditations. And they don't view this as something that you should uh, strive for. It's just a signpost on the way towards enlightenment. You're going to happen to have these uh, magical instances happen to you. Yeah, the, and the, they also, the cities. They, they, yeah, and one of the things they say is um, if you are a yogi who happens to be able to fly you shouldn't fly over large bodies of water, meaning um, 
yogis who who have the ability to fly sometimes they will assume that they can fly forever but impermanence you have to remember impermanence is the greatest truth of all and even yogis who can fly sometimes aren't able to maintain flight for a long time and they are and they'll fall into the water and drown mm. so you have to remember these abilities are signposts. They're, they're landmarks on the way to enlightenment. They're not something for you to stop at forever right. and hang out, like you said, hang out at the garden or whatever of God. So just keep that in mind, have fun with them, enjoy them. But at the end of the day, you have to remember that you have to keep, keep on going and not become attached to them. Becoming attached to these, uh, these cities are what's going to hamper your uh, enlightenment. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next question here. This one I think might be something to do with your poster. It's, this is from Andrew Seth. It says, elaborate on the 144K, 144,000 to be expected. What does that mean? 144,000 to be expected. I never put that on my map, but I think they know. Um, I think they're talking about some of the memes that I posted, the, 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 the biblical number. Oh, yeah, I know uh, that from the Bible. Right, right. Is that what they asked? Because that number to me is the vibration of the crown chakra. Um, and when the crown chakra is vibrating at the uh, 144,000 hertz, that's when your, your full body is unaligned. You know, the light body is activated. You're fully one with everything. So that 144,000 petal or whatever crown chakra opening is that number occurring again in sacred geometry and throughout biblical uh, stories and throughout other types of uh, spiritual histories. So that number is always going to be something that represents um, full actualization. Okay. You know, of mind, of body. Right. Well, well, here it says, uh, it's from Revelation 7-4. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there were a sealed 144 of all, thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel, right? So these are like, who are the 144,000? Is this symbolic or literal? Are there 144,000 people? Now, you know, my thought is, maybe it's not Jews, but maybe it's 144,000 people that are like, you don't, you, I've read this before, you only need a small amount of light to overcome the darkness. And so maybe there's 144,000 really strong light workers out there, enlightened people perhaps, that are bringing this new we are seeding and creating this new reality i don't know i'm this is just a speculation but uh i like yours i like your your uh breakdown of that all right moving on to the next one here that you 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 probably well maybe you have done this next one here yepi music float have you ever tried gamma goblin tabs do you know what a gamma goblin tab is no i don't all right a gamma goblin tab is I think it's the maker, the the chemist, the person who's made the tab. They are, or or maybe even the art on the blotter. But I think it's the chemist, and Gamma Gamma Goblin is either a seller or a chemist out there that supposedly has this really good acid. I think I've had Gamma Goblin acid before, but you know, you know, here's the thing: you never can really confirm it. So, uh, to you out there with that question, I think I have had a Gamma Goblin tab, but again, you're you're never able to really confirm it. So. You think you've had a gamma goblin tab? You wouldn't know, would you? Absolutely not. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Here's another one here. Well, maybe I'll go back to that one for later. Let's see. Do a DMT trip on the podcast. Let's see. 
Here we go. Is it possible? This is from another one from Andrew Seth. Is it possible for a star seed to be a part of the 20 and back program? Absolutely. Uh, Corey is a star seed. So answer is okay. yes. But they actually look for star seeds. That's part of yeah, how you no, are. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Which do you prefer, LSD or mushrooms? And this is from Merkaba. Mushrooms. Shane. Yeah, I prefer. Just because uh, I've done it more. Yeah. I'll tell you, my last few LSD trips have been hard at the end where I feel I can't go to sleep. And I take them at night, too, which is part of the problem. But I'll, I'll take the tab at like 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. I will be up until 10 o'clock the next day. But there's a point about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning where I'm not really tripping anymore. But this extreme, extreme... Like, hey, float, hold on for one second. I have a yeah. package coming. Yeah. Random. Hold on one second. Really cool package in the mail. I don't even know what it is. Oh, cool. There you go. With me here, it could be anything. But, oh, that was awesome. Okay, let's go back to the question. Oh, but no. Uh, uh, what were we talking about? Damn, something about DMT or something? Uh -huh. Oh, they, they asked about LSD or oh, yeah, shrooms. Yeah. Oh, I've been, I really love LSD. The only problem I don't like about LSD is the duration. And it just takes a toll chemically on your body. It's an end. Uh, it's a you know, it's an upper. It's a, uh, I can't remember the, man, I'm just, I'm off the map tonight in terms of remembering. <laughs> but here's the thing. In the past few trips of LSD, about hour 10, about hour, hour eight, nine, 10 of LSD has been extreme depression. Like I want to jump off a cliff. I know what it feels like to be suicidal. I have to go walking or I want to just put a gun in my mouth. Uh, and if I don't go walking, if I don't go outside and breathe natural air, if I, I can't even sit here, I can't get in the float tank. And it's only been the last three or four times, but it has been extreme depression on about hour 10. And it goes away after a couple hours. If I walk, if I don't smoke weed, that'll spin it out of control as well. But I prefer acid, but lately, because of the natural, because of the duration is shorter, mushrooms have been uh, much better, much kinder to me than acid has been. And, I, and this, acid is fantastic. Um, here's this guy's got a question. I'm going to read his question for the sake of reading it because he he wanted to ask it. But it's a coronavirus PCR question. I think neither one of us might want to answer it. But I'm going to throw it out there. Maybe you'll answer it. Maybe you won't. Have you ever looked into germ theory versus terrain theory? exosomes explain how what they are labeling a virus is our body's way of expelling daily toxins being pumped into our bodies i don't even really understand where we're at right here by the way the better um, the immune system the less effect it has on the body the virus is faulty testing pcr is for rna rna sequencing not testing a virus now i know that part uh the pcr test has been how they've been getting all these positives by testing a certain way where it's like okay but then they test them now a certain way and now nobody or less people are positive. So do you have any input there on uh, the testing or the coronavirus or anything like that? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't either. And the, the thing is I've watched now for a year, the, the science go back and forth. Fauci himself go back and forth. I don't believe any of this stuff anymore and I don't care. 
It's a hoax, a statistical hoax that I'm not involved in continuing the narrative of. I don't wear the mask anymore. I don't bother. I don't care. Uh, I will wear the mask in certain stores and pull it down, right? So I will go along, but I will also pull it down because sometimes I just don't feel like dealing with your shit. I don't feel like dealing with your dirty look even. So I will wear the mask. But that's what I mean. Like even me, do you wear the mask? Do you have to wear the mask where you are? In Thailand, it's very loose, but people still wear it out of compliance. And whenever I go into 7-Eleven, you have to wear it, you know, something like that. Right, right. So if I want to drink coconut water, yeah, I'm going to wear the mask so I can buy some coconut water. And then right, when I get on my scooter, I take it off. That's basically what I do. I have to go to the grocery store to get some stuff. I wear it, like I said, down on my face with my mouth exposed on purpose. Nobody ever says anything. But if they did, I'm like, boom, one second. There it is. It's on my face. So, okay, last question here, and then we're going to have to wrap it up because we're getting the, hitting the two-hour mark, which is fantastic. Um, so, you don't, you've been in a cave. You've been chilling. Maybe you don't have any predictions for the next two weeks, but somebody here wants me to a- answer. CKM90, predictions for the final two weeks of February in regards to Q. Uh, did you want to answer that at all? The only pre- thing you can do is to enjoy the show and hang out on Telegram. Other than that, you have, there's nothing that you can do. It's just going to happen. That's true. There is nothing that can be done. I can try to like report what I see and try to make, uh, again, and I've been wrong a lot of times, speculations about what's going to happen next. I'm just going to leave it with this. If I could tell you what was going to happen next, the deep state could, and that's not good. And I don't think that's the The only thing that they should do is just spend time in meditation and envisioning I mean, yeah. Our group minds together, creating a peaceful outcome for all situations. That's, That's really the thing that we should be doing. You're right. That is really, literally, the best thing to end this with, which is, you should float or meditate or find a way to empty your mind and become still. Stop the karma machine from creating more reality. You have to wade through. Uh, now, some of it is your duty. You've chosen to come to this life and experience these things. It's wonderful. Embrace it. But it's really true. And I should take my own medicine. You're doing it. You're living the life of the cave life and knowing the truth and actually living it out. Now, I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. Live the float life, uh, meditate, do the psychedelics, have the understandings, try to give that to people. But you're right, man. Really, the truth is we should all, we should all dial out as much as possible from social media, from TV, from the narratives that everybody's trying to tell us. The media is giving you a narrative and you want me to give you another one. You want me to give you a narrative. I'm, I can't because if I could, that means the deep state could as well. And that's not good. We already said that already. So I think, Literally. like you said, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Ask yourself this. If it wasn't true, why keep annihilating these accounts? Why keep smearing it in the media? Why? Why keep taking away people's ability to make money from wanting to keep America or make it great? And to have, like, why smear a movement that is peaceful and asking you to think for yourself? We have no central leader. You could say Trump was our leader, but no, it's not. The Great Awakening is happening. The best thing you can do, like he said, relax, clear your mind, meditate, stop creating new karma, stop. I'm doing it. I'm a hypocrite, but I'm. I've reached that point of understanding where I know, yes, I shouldn't be doing it. I'm consciously trying to wade through the shit that I've still got left. 
and maybe I'll get to the point where champ is. I think you're like, like enlightenment is like, okay, if somebody's got karma and they're living their life, they're like a fan going. But the minute someone is enlightened, the fan clicks off. Now the fan is still going. I'm still existing in this life. I've reached some kind of understanding of enlightenment. I'm not fully there. I've not fully exited the system. Full moksha for me has not been achieved. I cannot exit my body at will. That's the goal in this life. And here's the, here's the final note. I believe if you're attracting these type of high-level uh, things, concepts, teachings, I do believe you can have darkness to enlightenment in one lifetime. I saw that the other day when I was re-going re through your stuff, and I kind of missed that before. But that has been my whole thing from the beginning, and I've really not been able to put it in those kind of words. But I've always thought – once you reach these understandings, it's only a matter of, I guess, your personal karma, how much effort you want to put into like realizing this truth. And, uh, and I guess if, if you're lucky enough, if it's your last life, I mean, maybe it's just not. And I've also had to make peace with that, with my spiritual ego of wanting to climb higher, but can't because you're just karmically bound. So I truly believe you can reach enlightenment in this life if you're hearing these things right now. If your ears are hearing these concepts, you have, the, you have the propensity, you have the karmic propensity in this life to break free. So let's try to do that. And by virtue of doing that, we create a new reality for ourselves and the rest of the people, the characters in our reality to live in. So what do you think, Champ? Everybody who is listening to our podcast are people who have crossed paths with us in different lifetimes and maybe even different realities and hyperdimensional realms. So everything that we talk about um, if you take it to the full extreme and you work on improving your life, improving your mind, you can reach a state of, of beingness mm -hmm. where you don't have to suffer as you once did when you were younger and you don't have to live in fear and you don't have to live in lack of material goods and material wealth in your life and even material, um, in, for, for instance, uh, health. Health and energy are also sort of materialistic possessions, but um, everything in your life can magically manifest for you easier if you just focus on um, raising your vibration, raising your consciousness, because this makes you able to pull in um, better timelines to your life that are the highest potential created by your higher self. So psychedelics and meditation and floating in the float tank these are all ways of breaking down the ego mind the ego mind limiting us from having what we need in our life because it believes that we cannot have it so the more that we strive to learn spiritual knowledge ascension knowledge um, it's making us more in tune to our higher self and when we are in tune with our higher self we are magically manifesting better timelines. And in that aspect, everybody in the whole world is benefiting just from you choosing to become a better person. Oh, yeah. So everything that we talked about today, um, it doesn't really matter what we said. As long as you take away from this that you should work on becoming a better version of yourself, a higher version of yourself. Not to say that you are already perfect, but there's always work to be done. And whether you are trying to practice meditation and attain enlightenment or whether you are trying to access higher dimensional realms, everything 
is meant to be on your path. So what we're going through, me and Float, um, are just things that we've encountered on our path to awakening. So whether you live in Tibet or Los Angeles or Florida or Thailand, wherever you are in the world, your karma from your past lives has put you there for a reason. And you're going to find different types of spiritual knowledge in different areas of the world. For example, occult knowledge, if you are living in Hollywood in Los Angeles, or you know, if you were lucky to be born in Tibet, you would be studying um, you know, enlightenment knowledge, dealing with possibly attaining a rainbow body. There's so many different areas of the world where you can be born. For instance, uh, you living in Florida, you have access to this float tank, this like Western creation that's helping people to access higher states of mind. Like this is something that somebody in Tibet would never encounter. So right, yeah. we, have our, we have our paths in front of us laid out for us by our higher selves. And we take these paths to reach the goal that we came into this life for. Well, yeah. So trust yeah. the path and embrace your journey and, and always strive to, to change it up, change up your living situation, change your job, change your living um, location, change your friends, change everything up so that you can settle down into the best, the best potential that's been laid out for your higher self, by your higher self. Well said. Uh, anything you want to promote before we end it? I think that people are trying to find my website at greatawakeningmap.co, but since that website was taken down, they have to use a backup a website, which is arthouse5d.co, or they can find that link in my Instagram, which is 5D Awakening Consciousness. Yep, you still have the main big account, luckily. Good for you. Thank God, yes. Yeah, and I truly believe, myself included, that... There's some kind of electronic uh, angel out there that has watched over certain accounts that are getting information out to the people in a way that uh, Alice or Tyler, these AI bots that are roaming the internet, which are really, really almost, uh, you, you can't even tell if they're human or not, are out there roaming the internet searching for things that are, you know, pro-awakening. And we have somehow our main... And you know, you depend on your website, which is your main source of income, which is not good. But that's why I've chose not to monetize. That's why I've chose to, I've only got one big one and that's the Instagram account. If that goes down, then I might give up completely. And I think the universe knows that, that uh, if, if, if my Instagram ever goes down, I, I will still be here fighting the good fight and doing the float tanks for people locally. But uh, you know, I, 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 at that point, I would just take it as a sign that it's time to chill. But uh, I think, for whatever reason, the good, I'm still, I'm still can't do Instagram live, uh, but I can do, I'm getting traction on my posts again. So the good angels have uh, brought my account out of the depths of hell. And so I'm glad to be back online there with you every day. And we both get good uh, numbers on those accounts. So I'm thanking God every day and everybody out there who's supported both of us. We appreciate you. And I hope you got something interesting and entertaining from this episode tonight. Thanks again, champ. Thank you, and thank you, everybody around the world who has supported us uh, throughout all the times our accounts have been suspended, deleted, censored, and um, even my Instagram was taken down for a week this year, so that was really scary, but the digital angels, you know, somehow the digital patriots, some who 
the Rebel Alliance somewhere, they uh, brought us back. And we are here to awaken as many people as possible in the communities that we, that we are a part of. Float and I uh, reach millions and millions of accounts every day. And um, when you guys support us, you really are supporting the Great Awakening. And it's the only thing we ever wish for is world peace for everybody in all places, times, dimensions, spaces, and minds. So yeah. thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, again. thank you. And hopefully uh, the next time we talk again, we can go even deeper into hyperspace like we always wanted to do. Well, I think by the time the we're going to have a pretty clear verdict of what's going on, I think the next time we talk. Uh, but then again, we don't know because God is a trickster and time isn't real. So, champ, thanks again. 5D Awakening Consciousness, follow him on Instagram, go to his page, uh, support him, buy his poster. They can still buy a poster, right? Yes. Okay. You can still buy the posters. And I am going to buy a, can you buy t-shirts still? You there? Where'd you go? I'm here. But oh, you cut out. There you are. Okay. Can you still get the t-shirts? The t-shirts are not available right now, but hopefully later this month when I have the time, I will upload everything back to my store just okay. the way it was. So the, the, it's everything's just nuked because of that. Uh, your website got nuked. Exactly. It, it's not. It's okay. just really hard to to build back the website and right. upload everything and, and write all the product descriptions. And it's, it's, it's a lot of logistical work. Well, you can still get the poster, which is the main thing, the main attraction. I have the shirt that I only wear for photo shoots. I never wear it in real life. I don't want to get it dirty or sweaty or gross or disgusting. I need to buy another one. Oh, thanks. And uh, I'm going to buy a Great Awakening map hologram throw blanket because I love throw blankets. I like they're the they're the really soft kind that uh, I know exactly what they are. Right? They. I'm, it's, a, I'm, it's a Terry. Yes. Yes. I'm obsessed with those kind. So. That's one of those things. It's a good conversation piece. It keeps you comfortable. It's like a useful thing. It's very useful. Well, not so much useful here in Florida. It's very warm. But uh, in the wintertime, I do love having it. So I just bought one that's a Rubik's Cube. So I, I, had I known you had a uh, blanket, I would have just bought that one. But I'll buy that one too. So you still there? Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Well, I'm going to in the episode here and i will take you a little bit longer offline so cool, guys, man. see you thanks, on friends yeah thanks again guys thanks for listening uh see you next time